<laughs> All right. Yeah. So this is going to be episode 35 of an untold narrative featuring Jeremy Green, uh, most well known probably for calling all creators, uh, which is an online platform of connecting and building community around footwear design specifically, or at least that's my understanding. And that's pretty much how we got connected. Uh, how would you give yourself an elevator pitch? Um, that's a great, great question. I mean, I guess it depends on like what era you caught me in. Uh, I feel like <laughs> I've sort of like recreated myself a few times. Um, but like who, who I am personally, um, Geez, I don't know if I've ever even asked myself that question. I mean, definitely a creator for sure. Um, and I sort of have dabbled in tech and design and, and obviously for, uh, footwear and sportswear um, with calling all creators. But um, to be honest, I mean, I, I didn't go to school for sneaker design. Um, my story, I'm originally from, from Arizona, um, Phoenix, Arizona. Grew up, you know, just in the desert, to be honest, like as, as a desert boy. Um, love footwear, obviously, you know, it's part of that culture, played basketball, like that's been like my life, to be honest. Um, and it sort of informed me both on and off the court, but um, actually went to school for architecture. Um, so architecture was, was my design background. I did not get my degree in architecture, but I quickly pivoted. So I went to Arizona State University um, and actually pivoted to a brand new degree program, uh, which was at the School of Sustainability. Um, so I always grew up sort of in, in a green space, um, was heavily influenced by just things that were happening in like San Francisco and in regards to like recycling and, and, and more so like just higher level like city planning um, and urban dynamics. So I uh, actually got my degree in sustainability with a sort of a dual focus or interdisciplinary focus in urban dynamics and in business. Um, had no fucking clue what I was going to do outside of school. Um, and everyone around me was, you know, they were working at Dell or interning at Dell and like doing all these really cool things. Um, so I actually moved to the UK and just decided that I was going to be a writer. Um, which <laughs> right? <laughs> depends on who you, what area you know me as. And you, you weren't kidding when you opened up with that. Like that is a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a. I mean, we haven't even gotten into all of it, and that's a very tough way to summarize a 30-second elevator pitch. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, you, so you mentioned you grew up in Phoenix, Arizona. That's currently where you currently are. You mentioned to me off, offline, kind of mm -hmm. pretty much uh, visiting. Uh, you do reside in New York City, though, right? Yeah, yeah, Brooklyn, Crown Heights, yep. Cool. Um, so talk about, like, you know, you mentioned you're, you are a creative. You mentioned you went to school for architecture. Like, what – what uh, what type of childhood did you have? Like, did you were you always creative? Were you were you ever drawing? Were you just like in art classes, or were you just like run of the mill student, or were you like like what? Talk about kind of your childhood <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I won't say I was all over the place. Um, I mean, one thing I, I do appreciate uh, about my mother specifically, she always one uh, of the best school system for us. Um, so like where we were at specifically wasn't necessarily the best school district. Um, so we kind of, you know, crossed the lines, if you will, um, with like my grandparents were at, which is better school system. So um, I was an avid reader. Um, I don't know if, uh, you know, my followers or, or anyone really remembers, but uh, Pizza Hut, and I can't remember the actual program, but it was like, if you read 100 books, um, you get free pizza, like a free personalized pizza, like every, or, or one every day for a year. What? Um, and like, I was, yeah, <laughs> it was like this crazy program in the 90s. And I, I was like one of like 10 students that did it in like the whole country. 
so a lot of people like fabricated and they just gave everyone like a coupon but they sent me literally because my teachers could verify it a stack kid you not of coupons for a personal size uh pizza hat pizza for, for so the people listening on on spotify or apple or wherever and not watching on youtube right now my like jaw just like fucking hit the floor <laughs> you, you got free pizzas for a year yeah so the the caveat <laughs> was you had to read 100 books in the summer and like i i mean i was it's the second grade um so you know it's like you know that level of book but oh hold on your audio dropped out Did your head? I can't hear you. Is it your headphones? Don't worry, I could always cut this out. I could edit it. I can't hear you at all. I can't hear you. You might have to like leave and then join again. Now I got you. Hmm. Say something now. Nope. Lost you again. I had you for a second. Nope. Right now. Oh, now I got you. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Something now. Yeah, I got you. Okay. Let me just close all these tabs because I don't know what the hell just happened. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, it's just like cut out, and then it's like Zoom has a problem with your microphone. I'm like, okay, well, that just happened. Um. Well, I got you back. Uh, you, you cut out at, at second grade. So whatever you were going to say, just say that again. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So like that level of book, like, you know, whatever second grade there's reading in the nineties, like I read a hundred of those and like my teachers and both my parents were able to verify it. And like, I, they sent me a legitimately like a coupon book of just free personalized pizzas or personal size pizzas. Did you, did you use all of the book or the coupons? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we, we kind of made it to a, like, family night, like, Friday night, because it wasn't like you had to use it on that day, right? Like, we just go and, like, everyone... I mean, this was, like, the 90s pizza. Yeah, so you could get away with shit like that. Exactly. But also, like, it was, like, a sizzler. We had, like, the salad bar and shit. Like, it was it was just like, a different pizza hut. Yeah. <laughs> that's so cool that you had to... Ex- yeah. You got to experience it. Just for reading 100... I mean, 100 books is wild, right? Like, let's not... Right, yeah. that. Let's not dismiss that. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're just taking your family out to eat every Friday. I mean, that's such a cool thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it, it kind of informed me becoming like, you know, the the sort of self-proclaimed leader because I'm like, you know, I'm like feeding my family at, I don't know, seven years <laughs> old. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was wild though. Like I, like I, I still talk about this day. Like I don't know, it's, it's it's weird just being, I don't know, like in that space and like you know, also pizza don't exist anymore. So like. 
you know, or at least like that version of it. But cool. Totally. What, what, that's a cool story. I've never heard something like that on this podcast. So I appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> of course. So, so it sounds like you were always figuring out new ways to kind of get ahead. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, I was, I, I was just a learner, bro. Like I, I love to learn. Like I, I did really well in school. Like I was also like a mathlete, you know, in like fourth, fifth, sixth grade. Um, so like just learning was my thing. And like, you know, my, my pops, he did, he valued technology. So we had like, you know, early apples, like the green screen joints and like, you know, I play solitaire and like I played games, but he also had like early versions of CAD on that. And, you know, I would legitimately, I was maybe nine or 10 or 11 at the time, but I would design houses then. And that's what, you know, sort of wanted me to, or floor plans, not like houses. Like, no, yeah, I know. There's no 3D programming. <laughs> you're, you're learning CAD at such a young age though. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, that's, yeah, that was like, you know, I wanted to be an architect and, and, you know, when I went into school, you know, it's different time, different industry, but I just knew that I wanted to build things. And like, I would always take apart like electronics, like we had RC cars and just different things. And, you know, the engineer in me like started to come out of like, Hey, like, how does this thing actually work? You know what I mean? Like, it seems cool and looks dope, but like, you know, how does it work? And like, how do you build it? Um, so yeah, like that, that really like informed sort of a lot of like, you know, how I found my way in the world, like as an adult. That's incredible. Yeah. To, to be able to discover and go to that level of uh, product understanding, like remaking or rebuilding things, you know, it's super unique. I mean, it's like you get the classic, like, Oh, I, you know, we play with Legos or I was drawing my sketchbook all the time, but like mm-hmm. doing CAD work is like at a 10, 11, 12 years old is a, is a different, different level. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, for me, it was just a game. I was just like, all right, like I'm going <laughs> to, because also like my parents at the time were looking for a new house. So they bring home floor plans. In my mind, I'm just going to recreate the floor plan, right? Like, boom, take this, draw my little measurements, do my translations. Like it was, that was just like my thing of just like reverse engineering, I guess. <laughs> that's, that's, that's really fun. Um, and then you said, so you went to uh, school for architecture, but you didn't get a degree mm-hmm. in architecture. So what, well, and then you talk about that process of like, why did you end up not completing it? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I went to, I to preface, I went to two different schools. So my freshman year, um, like I said, I'm originally from Arizona, but my freshman year, I went to Bowling Green State in Ohio, mm-hmm. um, much different environment. Like this is the furthest I had been at this time, uh, out East, um, literally knew no one there, like. I would say my mom kind of tricked me, but I got a full ride scholarship and she's just like, Hey, like, let's go check it out. Right. But it was like, like, kid you not like literally like a week before classes started. So like, you know, sort of the decision was like, this is where you're going. <laughs> because for her, she also wanted me to like get out of like my comfort zone. And then that's what I like appreciate about like, you know, just like my upbringing is like, she pushed me in that way. Um, so I went there um, and they had a very, very traditional architecture program. Um, and I can't remember the, um, like the dean or the, the, the head professor, but um, he was definitely an Asian man. And, he, and like, he was a drafter, like he was a legit drafter. And like, that was the first time I really got to like, see that side of it. Like technology and all that, like CAD was sort of like my understanding of that. And, and I had taken a, a Jack Dean class, like a sort of vocational class in high school, but very little was like on the technical drafting. Um, so I was able to learn that and I'd be able to craft like 3D models, um, you know, from, from cork board and, um, you know, styrofoam board and, and these things. So 
appreciated that. And, and to be honest, I just got homesick. I got home and um, moved back to ASU or moved back to Arizona and went to ASU. Um, but they're much more competitive program, uh, you know, more tech driven or, or more uh, digital driven. Um, and while my grades were up, my designs weren't like quite up to speed because everyone was, you know, one year into CAD and I was like actually learning CAD at that time, um, like or the actual CAD program. Um, so I was kind of forced out of the program um, and I could have done um, something different, like more, uh, a lot of my, my people went to GIS, um, if you're familiar, um, global information systems, which is essentially just like city planning, like traditional city planning. Um, but the School of Sustainability literally was like right next to the design school. It was this brand new program um, and they had everything. It was bachelor's, master's and PhD program. So like instantly I was in a class of like a global community, like folks wow. from Asia, folks from Europe, like all over the world. The professors were like, you know, executives at Dell. They were executives at Tesla, like all of these cool companies. So like for me, it was about the actual like sustainability and the green part. I had no idea like it would lead me to where I am today. For for context, like what what mm -hmm. years did you go to go to college? Uh, yeah, so I graduated two thousand six. So uh, BGSU was two thousand six seven, um, and then I took just the the next semester off for ASU. I took a couple classes at a community college, but I was at ASU. I think fall or spring of oh eight. But the, the re so the reason why I ask is like today yeah. sustainability is cool. Today right, right. talk about right. sustainability. Two thousand eight, nobody cared about sustainability. Yeah. Not yeah. to the level of shit about it. <laughs> so that's 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 a very like, I don't know, uh, pro you uh, incredible like foresight of like, hey, like this is something that I don't really know too much about, but I'm interested in it. Yeah. maybe I could do something with it. <laughs> I, w I would like to say it was that well thought. It was just the easiest path to graduation. <laughs> like, from where, like, where I was sitting, right? Like I had these, these certain credits and like I sat down. Oh, I got you. you got me? Oh, okay, yeah, you kind of did something weird. Um, but like I sat down with my counselor, which I also appreciate black man. Like he was just gave it to me straight. I was like, this is what you need to do. Um, so I got that program and I kind of changed my degree through sustainability or like once you get to like uh, year three and year four, like you kind of choose like a track because it was it was very well thought out. Like it was policy and governance. There was business. Um, there was like traditional sustainability, like renewable energies. But I took a class in all of those tracks and then sort of found like my way to like piece it together, which I appreciate because it was very much an issue is kind of built that way. It's, it's sort of like an interdisciplinary school and like they're up there with Harvard and MIT as far as like innovation um, with their programs. So yeah, definitely was not that well thought out though. Like it was just like, all right, cool. Like this is how I graduate, got it. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I was like, man, he's like way ahead of his time. And you're just like, I, <laughs> I, I appreciate the candor and you just being like, no, nah, it was actually like, I just needed something to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what did, like, all right, cool. Like, you, 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 you kind of uh, piecemeal like it all together. Like, and so what did, what like final, like what did you get your degree officially like kind of in or what route did you go after? Yeah, so it was, I, I mean, like I said, you get it to a point where it's either BA or BS, like depending on, you know, which side you want to go to. And then like you sort of choose a track. 
Um, and a lot of people chose one, but because I had credits from BGSU, because I had credits from um, uh, the community college and also took some courses in high school, like I was like, okay, like I can sort of segment this out. So I sort of got like a dual major, um, not necessarily like it's just, uh, my BA is sustainability, but my focuses are urban dynamics and business. Cool. I don't even, so yeah, like, you said, you mentioned it a little bit earlier in the conversation, you mm -hmm. mentioned urban dynamics. First time I ever heard those two words put together. Yeah. I don't even know it's, what that means. <laughs> city planning, but it, it was sort of their version of city planning because like the way I see it is like city planning is just like, all right, like water systems, transportation, housing, right? And food systems and like your basic stuff with what we did and, and actually my, our, our senior capstone, not mine, um, we created a multi-use building, which was sort of not unheard of, but like was rare uh, around Arizona. Um, and we had just got our first like real like public transit system, um, the, the light rail. So like our capstone literally was pitching um, the city of Phoenix on this program, which it, it's erected today, but it's just a multi-use building of just like, hey, you should have residential commercial in the same Super space, cool. like which is, yeah. That's awesome. So what did, what, after you graduated, you graduated in what, oh, nine or 10? And then what did, what did you do after, yeah. after your degree? Yep. Uh, so graduated, uh, actually the fall of 11, because I was taking summer classes um, throughout and, and kind of catching up in, in some other areas to, to, to graduate. Um, but uh, 2012, like I said, moved to London. A buddy of mine had just moved there and I had no idea what I was going to do. I had no like internships lined up. Like all of my, you know, colleagues were just like set uh, because they knew people in the industry and they were doing a lot of like that sort of networking. Um, and I legitimately told my mom, I mean, my whole family, I'm like, I'm going to London to be a writer. And I read a bunch that summer. This was also the Olympics 2012. So I got to experience that, which is pretty cool. Wow. Um, and I don't say quickly moved back, but by the end of the year, had moved back um, and, and sort of started like my life. Um, thankfully, because I knew people, um, I was able to work for Tesla um, or, or one of their, at the time it was a, a subsidiary, but um, it's now what's known as Tesla Energy. So but, it was on the renewable side. But So you went to London for a year, sub a year, just to become a writer, but you never became a writer. Not yet. <laughs> I didn't want to. I didn't want to blow over that that statement. Yeah. You're like, I'm going to London to be a writer, and then he goes to London. He comes back at the end of the year. And he never talks about becoming a writer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. I mean, it was a process for sure. So what did you? What did you? Um, it was. A, what did you do for the the year in London? Um, fucked around mostly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wrote for sure, but. Um, a lot of reading, a lot of just like really just experiencing, like living life, you know, like, you know, that college experience was like, it was intense, to be honest, like, like that degree program was treated much like a master's program. And like, you know, I, I would say by design, but they were literally creating like future leaders for the world. And like, it's already a hard enough ask at like 18 to say like, hey, what do you want to be in the world? Like, but then let alone like, you know, 2021, 20, whatever age I was at that time, just like, okay, like, what do you want to be in like the world now that you have like an actual understanding of it? Right. Like, so it was a lot of pressure. So I just kind of ran away in a sense, but um, yeah, I mean, found myself in, in a way as well, but came back and struggled for a while to like find a job, but uh, started working for Nike retail and uh, it was solar city was the actual name, but Tesla energy um, at the same time. And I just like hustled 
like hustled, hustled, hustled just to, to work and gain experience. So the, the, the Tesla energy or, or solar or whatever it was called was, was really your, an outlet to utilize the degree, it sounds like, in some way. Yeah, I mean, it was the end for sure. The, I'll say the degree had little merit um, in that space because it was, it was just, it was such a new idea. Um, so everyone obviously understands Tesla automotive, the cars, but, um, you know, without sharing too much of uh, like, you know, Elon's sort of master plan, it, it's, it's a logistics company. Um, and, and, you know, so SpaceX and, and really everything that he does is, is logistics and, and specifically vertically integrating logistics. So while the cars were one piece, uh, my job was in, in the marketing side and, and marketing in, in both like kind of loosely product uh, manager in a sense. Um, to where we, uh, so we sold solar, that, that was our main function, but really our job was to understand solar energy better for the sake of automotive. Um, so, I mean, even in your area, like all around Wooster, like, you know, I'm kind of getting ahead of like the story, but I, I, that's what got me out East um, is uh, I worked here and obviously it makes a lot of sense here in, in Arizona. Um, but really built infrastructure, built a team at a very, very young age. And they offered me like a higher level management position out in the Northeast. And I had, uh, so I moved to Connecticut, but I had Connecticut, Massachusetts, uh, Rhode Island, New Hampshire, and Vermont were like my greater like region. Had, like, Holy cow. After how many, how many years were you working there that they offered you this? Uh, one. <laughs> so that's, I think, where the degree kind of, they're like, hey, like, you're smart, like, you get it, like, because, like I said, the main function, people are like, energy, right? Let me sell solar, but like, I quickly understood just like the greater idea. Um, uh, don't mind the noise, my sister's getting oh, you're, you're refrigerated fine. delivery. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah. where, where in Connecticut was it based out of? Uh, so I, so I moved to, when I first moved, I moved to West Hartford and I uh, kind of settled like downtown Hartford. Um, but our office was in, jeez, uh, I don't that time. I don't even know if I remember it now. The people watching, uh, but it was, it was, the people watching YouTube, there's a legitimate free refrigerator going behind him right now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, like new house woes. <laughs> um, Jeez, Rocky you know, Hill. That's no, the name the, of it. Rocky the, Hill, Connecticut. The reason why I asked was like I was raised in Connecticut, uh, about 20, oh, yeah. 20 minutes west of West Hartford. So, okay, what yeah. town? Uh, Wolcott. Okay, it's next to Waterbury. I know Waterbury for sure. Yeah, we did a lot of business in Waterbury. Yeah, I was, I, bro. I put so many miles, and I, I, I was bet. all around the Northeast. Like, yeah. So were you All were you like day. cold calling different accounts to go sell solar? So I mean we had a bunch of different sources. So like um, like originally yes, like it was straight cold calling. Um, like we had like a door to door like sales team, um, but I was a part of like the retail like the new like pilot retail program. So um, and essentially they just want you to prove yourself. But you know I did so well here in Arizona. They're like management. Um, so we had people inside like Tesla actual retail locations. Um, the, the big catalyst was they had signed a new partnership with Home Depot and Best Buy. Um, so we had folks like in there like set up. Um, and that was like the team that I managed both like all three of those locations. And then we had like a separate like door to door like sales team. Um, but yeah, they, they you know, pushed solar, um, but really just pushing the understanding of solar. 
and we created like new products so like things like the solar lease we had created um what i was a part of was the uh solar roof and that was like my real introduction to like product design or like product development and product management is and it literally just came from uh background on school or you're good yeah you're fine okay <laughs> um but we had like literally it came from an idea and this is where sort of the the larger idea that calling our creators came from is one of our customers not one of mine but like one of our customers had really just come up with the idea like hey and he was an engineer like what if we made the actual panels on or the shingles on a roof out of solar and like what i do appreciate about tesla's they they put the r d behind it and um eventually it did come out it is still quite expensive but um, the technology was there and the, the ability to, to make it was there um, to where like even further, like you can just go even deeper down that rabbit hole, right? I'm sure. just literally taking, uh, you know, three by five foot solar panel and condensing to the size of a MacBook um, and then, you know, just getting even smaller and smaller. So, um, you know, that was sort of like my not my gift but like i was a part of like that pilot program and and, and really like championed it on the east coast because they were a san francisco based company right. um and you know we were really the, the people to kind of validate it and and make it real like it wasn't as great for you know folks in our area but you know, as you can imagine southwest and california it's, it's perfect this is this is so what i had no idea that you were you had any sort of experience in this world and you literally talked about it as like different chapters in your life of like these majorly different experiences so the crazy thing is during all that i published self-published two poetry books did you really Yes. So you became a writer. I did. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I did. It took a while, but I did. <laughs> so he he finally makes it. He's working for Tesla. He's building out solar panels and writing poetry. Duality. <laughs> I I guess like, so. I guess so. <laughs> so like, how how long were you were you at this at this roller job? And then what was? How did you transition to? To the next thing or you know obviously this it sounds like you were doing this 2014 15 16 i don't know maybe you could scope out time yeah yeah 13 through 17 actually this was a four-year run um basically got all of my equity um that i got you know as a first signed and um that was by design but i, I don't say i knew too much but for me um it, me being a, a black man like in these spaces like the writing was on the wall like they were promoting folks to like higher level director positions and like, you know, just the sort of side comments of like, Hey, like clean up like your image and like your hairs to this. And I didn't have locks at the time. Like I just had like the Jay-Z, like the early Jay-Z, like high top joint. Um, and like, you know, it, it just, you know, that that's just the reality in those spaces is people look at you and, and being young, of course, like adds to that, but like being young, um and almost in a way like at least in that space like being too successful like my team in my region uh two years running was like the best in the company like i met Elon once or twice yeah or twice that's amazing dude but, you should be super yeah. proud of yourself for that oh i am i am but it, it didn't really hit me until like afterwards you know because when you're in it like you're not really like appreciated and like you know they gift me with stuff like they bought me apple watches and stuff like this was like you know those are like you know gifts really but it's like yeah i'm trying to like build my career yeah um, and 
And you, know, you, so, you basically just reached a peak of like, hey, like this, this clear, like they clearly don't want me to keep accelerating at the, at the speed I'm going. Well, I mean, it was, it was a number of things. So it was that plus um, they were actually, and I, I, this is what I said, I knew too much at the time. I knew um, that they were going to be incorporated back into Tesla. So I knew like just changes overall, like, you know, you, you kind of see it for what it is and, um, you know, it, it was a great experience. Like, I don't want to like salt the name of Tesla or Elon or any of that. Like, it was an amazing experience that taught me entrepreneurship. It taught me leadership. Um, you know, it, it just taught me everything that I am today, um, working with different people, personalities, like all of it. But, you know, you just understand that you're one person, like literally a number within a corporation. And like that corporation has a larger goal that they're trying to achieve and, and not that I was holding them back like they were actually holding me back from getting to where I wanted to go so um, I had a lot of support and, and I worked so much that I literally had like three months worth of vacation and I took all of that time and literally just figured out what I was going to do next <laughs> and so you, you you hinted at it a little bit earlier of like that you had the idea of calling uh, all creators while you were working mm. this. is that kind of what stimulated that idea during this three-month vacation yeah so what's in in sorry i'll jump around the story what was intentional about joining tesla and specifically that arm of it was i needed i, I felt i needed to learn better like sales and marketing um so my, my counselor like and this is like our final discussion you know i'm just like i don't know what the hell i'm gonna do like and this is even before I made the decision to like go to, to England. Um, and like I said, him being a black man, he's like, listen, the reality is you don't want to work for anyone. But the reality is you have to work for someone because you don't have any experience. And like, you don't have the resources, right, to just go out and start a business. So you need to learn business business, like real world business, like economics and, you know, strategy and all these stuff in, in a controlled environment in school is fine, but it, it's not the real world. So um, with that, I knew... And I'd actually developed an idea for a footwear brand. And, and at the time, Tom's is really like the, the, the major player in like the sustainable footwear space. Um, I developed in just early sketches of just like an idea of like using just like different hemp textiles and uh, like cork rubbers and things like this, or just different materials that were just better for the environment. Um, like even more so than what Tom's was doing. Like they weren't even looking into materials at the time. It was just like, hey, we're doing for good by, you know, giving a pair of shoes to underserved communities. Um, so I started that and like I said, the reality was I'd done my research and reached out to a couple like consultants. It was like 75,000, we can help you. Like I don't have 75,000. I just spent $75,000 on my degree. So um, <laughs> you told me that as a freshman, like maybe we had a different conversation, but um, so, um, so basically that, that led me to say, okay, like I want to get back into like, you know, sort of my passion of like footwear, but you know, more from a design perspective. And, and to be honest, like started calling our creators as like a side project. Um, in my working with Tesla, I really figured out uh, tools. So Salesforce was even sort of new at the time. Um, and I was like very, very good at it. And so a, a buddy of mine or like a buddy of, of mine, his, his buddy, um, was starting a startup in the city. And at the time I was in Harlem, um, had moved to Harlem from uh, Connecticut. Um, so I started helping them out just with like Salesforce and like, um, it was actually like a Salesforce startup um, and he actually got acquired eventually. Um, but I just sort of helped him out just cause I knew the platform and knew it like quite well, um, you know, from a sales perspective and like sales and marketing, but just like from understanding the actual platform. 
but starting calling on creators one of those like early 3 a.m like creative nights and like for me it was just it was just a project just like you know what i'm gonna see what this is and if it has legs and like instantly like i kid you not like the next morning mark dolce is like who is this and like who started this <laughs> so, so like talk about for the for the listeners who don't know who, who you know whomever's listening who doesn't understand what calling all creators was what, what talk about uh first what was the original idea behind it like what was your mission and goal and then what is it today so i don't and like i said i don't know that i had a mission like well i guess the mission was to sort of like highlight specifically adidas like footwear design or product design i mean obviously footwear is a big piece of that um so I just started building up a library of all, all those assets that were just online on IG um, and just started sharing them. Like I knew like a photographer, like a like copywriter and like, you know, I had a, a few people within the network. Um, but for me, and I don't know that this was necessarily the mission like from, from Jump, but it was just to create community around those things. Because what I did understand about all the challenges that we had with Tesla is it's not this sort of idea of if you build it, they will come. It's like, you should probably have consumers and customers or at least a community watching before you release product. Sure. Um, so that part was intentional. Um, and it was sort of a, like a case study really for me to like introduce like my own footwear brand. But in all of that, like it just developed into creating this amazing, amazing community of just like footwear designers. I mean, this greater idea of like creators, right? I know it's sort of like been co-opted by like purely like content creators, but industrial designers, makers, tinkers, crafters, like sketchers, like you name it, like, you know, we, we want to represent them. So um, it's just been an amazing experience, like just seeing the platform develop, seeing creators develop, like being able to, say, like, connect. Isn't, it, isn't it so amazing, like what a platform like Instagram can do for somebody? And like, this is just like an yeah. idea that you said you, at 3 a.m. it sprouted and like the next day, like talk, I didn't want to dismiss the fact that you said like Mark Dolce is in my DMs the next day of like, who is this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, for those. So, so is, is Adidas part of it or is it, is it solely owned by you? Like talk about like, how is it, how is it a business question mark? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it, it is solely owned or, you know, let's say collectively owned now. Um, so obviously folks remember like the, the sort of call to action or the hiring call to action that Adidas had. Um, a lot of the energy that we created turned it into a longer scale campaign and, and really sort of evolving this idea of creator where they even injected athlete where I wasn't necessarily like looking there. Um, but they created, you know, obviously with, with their, uh, you know, the resources were able to create a larger narrative around it. But for us, it was, it was never official, but, but we worked on essentially research projects for them. So they gave us the Adidas archive um, and essentially said, hey, like, let your community create this. So there's various like projects that we've touched like throughout the years and uh, whether like purely from like a uh, content creation or like um, sort of community building like 747 warehouse and just creating additional energy um, or other things where we sort of led up to which um, was sort of my theory was creating this global design team that had literally nothing to do with the brand per se but we're creating products for the brand and um, it's wild to see even see like how NFTs have sort of like naturally found their way there um, but our you know, our involvement was 
purely like R&D because it was essentially just me like in that space and sort of like, you know, the, the CAC team. And um, I'll say had I known what I know now, I, I felt like those those four years I needed to, to kind of, you know, to muscle through my myself, like much like Tesla um, and really just figure out like what actual entrepreneurship is. Because while I felt like I learned certain things at Tesla, I still always had, you know, their resources to back me up. I had an HR team. I had like a traditional marketing team. Like I had a team team that reported to me that I can actually pay versus like me just trying to figure out like how to build a business from nothing. <laughs> so I, I remember when Adidas went all in on the calling all, I mean, it was on commercials on like your normal TV stations. It was wild. Yep. It was huge. Yeah. And so that yeah. was, that was sprouted pretty much from the platform. Um, not solely. I mean, for sure. Like it was, it was a part of like their, their larger scale, like, you know, their, their like two, three year run. Um, but we created the energy behind it, like the community behind it. Like, you know, having a seven, two and semi like at your disposal to create a, a, you know, a spot and an ad spot is amazing, but that only captures consumers, right? What I considered our community and, and still do is prosumers. Like we consume and we appreciate the culture and the products that these brands are putting out. The difference is though, we can lend a, a healthy perspective to the progression of that product. Um, so even, you know, our first really introduction to that was the hardened volume two and just understanding that from a higher level, not higher level, but just from a consumer standpoint, like it, it just, just wasn't what the brand thought it was going to be. Um, you know, it didn't land like people thought it would. And, you know, it was just like, Hey, what if it looked different? Right. And that was just sort of the idea of the question that we, uh, that we put out, um, but what, what, could it look like and the value was the community was able to do that in real time and i can't remember how many um actual concepts we got back but it was like i mean there's still a hashtag for it but it was like something like 50 or 60 different concepts that then adidas could use as a library to inform the future of that line so you know like i said purely r d in that sense um but a lot of different layers in that that I'm like sort of not say discovering now, but you know, just just putting into like proper like operations now. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, that's that's pretty much going direct to the consumer. And I love the term uh you call them prosumers. Mm -hmm. That's that's really I'm totally gonna steal that by the way. Um, yeah. Well, like, it's not my uh, Clay Shirky is actually the the originator of it. So he's like sort yeah. of the godfather of like open source. Um, so a lot of my theories actually draw from like actual like technology and like agile, um, you know, product development. Uh, yeah, yep. so, yeah. That's so interesting. Like not only somebody who, like, that's totally me. Like I purchase a product, but I also love the product for its, it, the things that it, it's built around and what it does, but then to a higher degree the culture around it and the people it influences. Yep. That's incredible. I love, I love that. Yeah. And so like how you said you started in 2017 like when did it become a business or when did like were you were you able to monetize it or like what else were you doing was this like this couldn't have been your only job or was it no no, no. <laughs> i mean it was it was definitely side project i mean side project but like building up to 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 i mean even where we're we're at now and you know it, it, these things just take time to be honest and like um 
so I was doing a, a bunch of different freelancing, um, different creative work, like I'm a photographer, like I've done copywriting, like just a bunch of different creative work. Um, and then even obviously using like the platform as a way to introduce like myself for uh, different freelance work. So um, basically, I mean, the Adidas thing, like we never really got paid for that work, but it was a, a great experience. Like, don't get me wrong, um, was able to connect with a, a global community of like high level executives and like basketball and just folks that have just always been in support of what we're doing. So while it wasn't like a monetary value, like, you know, the, the, the network value was, was uh, infinite. Um, so that turned into, um, which actually, whom I introduced you to, uh, uh, David Gensler. Um, so he, I'll maybe let him share his story, but he's, you know, one of the, the originators of sort of this, you know, product design, like open source um, ideology. Um, so he has since become a mentor, but he introduced uh, ISPO to me and I had no idea what it was and, you know, outdoor and, and nature was really sort of my thing. Um, but being able to kind of merge those two worlds was amazing, including calling all creators. So that was really sort of our introduction uh, beyond Adidas. Um, and while it, it didn't really turn into, it, it did, but I'll get to like what that was. Um, just us being able to introduce like the brand and the community to a global audience was, was dope. And, and more specifically introduce creators to a lot of these big brands on a global scale um, in a real way. Like, Hey, this is a physical prototype from someone in Italy. Right. Um, and like run with this. So, um, so we do have a lot of like that value there, but that turned into us uh, actually working with, uh, I guess I could say it now, Etonic. Um, so the etonic oh etonic okay yeah 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 so you know for for anyone that doesn't know they quite literally were the first footwear brand in america um they started making world war one boots yeah and like kind of moved into uh at the time was golf i found themselves into running but they were the first like footwear brand in america no kidding yeah that's a cool yeah. story yeah. And so, well, it's unfortunate because at this time, this was uh, 2019. Um, so Adidas ended 2018. We did ISPO um, 2018 summer um, and then moving into 2019. Um, so Etonic is still in operations, but they're exclusively in Asia. Um, and around, you know, this is like pre sort of, or at least, you know, US COVID or um, the, the global like pandemic, um, but, but they are experiencing certain things. So uh, operations just kind of fell through. Um, but we are really going to test our theory on a global scale. So our task was to introduce that brand to both the American and uh, European market um, through the lens of our creators or our prosumers in those markets. Um, and a lot of that information is even still available now, like through a hashtag, but like, you know, it's unfortunate that it fell through, but it was us being able to like really do it in a real way where like Adidas not that they wouldn't let us, like it was never like a direct ask, but Etonic was just so new that they're kind of like, hey, like, you know, we'll let an agency sort of run it and own it. So, um, there we go. Oh, did you put me on mute or did it stop? <laughs> no, no, I'm muted for a second. Um, okay. Um, but yeah, so catch myself here. So yeah, where so you, you 
you know, you have this, this opportunity with Etonic and, you know, mm-hmm. you're wrapping up Adidas. How else are you, you know, getting involved? Like what else are you, are you just working all these? I mean, it, you rifled off. I, again, it's like not to dismiss these things. It's like I was doing some photography. I was doing some uh, editing. I was doing some this. I was doing some that. Like, are, is this your entire life? Are you just always doing seven different things at the same time? Um, well, less these days, but unfortunately at that time, yes, because it's New York, but like, you know, it's, it's a hustler state. Like you, you have to get it right. So like I was whatever I needed to do, like I did while also like, you know, having conversations with like various brands and like, you know, just trying to inject, not even just the community, but the system that is called mock theaters, but um, I am thankful for COVID in the sense that it allowed me and even brands to slow down and say, okay, like what, what is here? Um, so really all of last year has been spent putting a lot of operational things in place, having amazing conversations with brands and like, thankfully because of COVID in that sense, like they've also recognized like, Hey, we have to look at our consumers differently, right? They're a lot smarter than they, not that they thought or anticipated. Like they just will realize that they're a lot more educated and aware than what a brief had shown, you know, previously. So in that sense, like all of those things have been in place and we're literally building up to like this larger idea that is calling our creators, not only just as a brand, as an agency, but as like, as a business. Um, so a lot of those things like you'll see within the next coming months, like it's, it's been sort of quiet, like on social. And I mean, we're starting to come back now. Um, but things like the air innovation, like we did last year and really just testing theories. Um, and again, thankfully for stuff like NFTs, like we can explore different ways to monetize it, right. Versus like trying to get a brand's budget or trying to get a brand's approval to do a thing. Now it's like, Hey, we can still do our thing and now we can sell it back to you. Or now we can talk, you know, more seriously about like budget wise because we own the thing where we own the IP versus just putting out there in the universe and like brands saying, Hey, we like this attitude mood board. Um, and then just keep it moving without ever like a consideration or even, I mean, much worse, a conversation. Yeah. I was, I was going to bring up, you know, it did seem like you like went ghost on, on social uh, for a while. And it sounds like you were just restructuring, rebuilding, reformatting. And today, use the term it is an official like consultancy and or agency right yeah 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 so that's i mean we're, we're still like working through a lot of that stuff but doing uh, a lot of campaigning behind the scenes as far as like fundraising um and, and really just you know legitimizing it and like i said it's always been uh, an llc owned by me but looking into like really incorporating into this larger idea of like an open source product design system gotcha so like yeah. um that's exciting. I mean, I'm excited to see what's going to come in the next couple months, right? It yeah. sounds like you, you've been building up uh, for, for some really fun projects. And uh, I always, I, I'm always worried to deep dive just yet into NFTs because I don't know how many consume, like people, listeners, and, and understand that world yet. I mean, I do, but uh, I'm always worried about that. But I'm excited to see what you're able to do in that space. And I think you're going to educate a lot of people as well. But what's, um, what are some like main, you know, future goals of yours? Like, do you, uh, I love to ask this question if people like have a five-year plan or, or think about, mm-hmm. you know, what they're going to do in the future. Um, and I've used this line in the past episodes. It's like everybody had a five-year plan until COVID slapped them in the face. 
Yeah, yeah, uppercutted him actually. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, how how do you live your life? Like, how are you, you know, planning this? Like, or are you still taking it day by day? Yeah, I mean, I mean, still day by day, but day by day, like brick by brick, in that sense. Like, you know, we're building the house, um, and you know, while like even I'd say within the last ninety days, like things have sort of like twist and turned. Um, I do feel as though like we've been on the right path and like I said, COVID sort of shown that for us and that, hey, like we actually have a lot of value for brands. Um, now again, it's legitimizing, uh, legitimizing, it's having like the operational pieces in place to make the thing work um, versus like just me like being, you know, the guy and, and the sole person. Um, so it's been a lot of team building, a lot of team building with purpose um, in playing, I mean, obviously in sportswear, footwear, um, but drawing this open source theory um, and bringing in like my roots and, and what I feel like is, is necessary and, and I'd say should be um, absolute at this point, but like a closed loop system. Like we, we have bigger problems to solve. Um, and that's not just environmentally driven, like the, the three pillars of my degree were society, environment, um, and economics. So like all of those things have a healthy play in this. And while brands are always economics and that's how they define their success, it's like, okay, like if, if 2020 showed us anything, right? Look at the underserved communities, look at how you know police brutality has informed even just a lot of the systems in a corporate structure. You know what I mean? Like not that, you know, they're necessarily killing people, but they're killing careers in that sense. Um, so like just being able to examine those things from, from our lens and literally going to the source and saying, Hey, creator, you know, in this area, what's best for you? Like, what do you need? Right. Um, and, and that's really the long-term goal is serving creators and really being the catalyst and sort of discovery platform for independent brands and creators for a lot of these large brands. That's Amazing. Um, it sounds like you're, you're slow. Again, I, I love the term brick by brick and mm -hmm. instead of day by day, <laughs> um, <laughs> a, a brick might take more than a day or maybe it's a week, maybe it's a couple of weeks. <laughs> exactly. Um, but on a, on a personal level, right outside of calling mm -hmm. out creators, like, what do you, what do you plan for your, your own life? Like are you know, I also ask the question a lot of times of like, are you happy? Like, are you enjoying life? Like you're, you've got to be in your, if you went graduated, you know, in your early thirties, it sounds like I'm taking a guess here and you don't have to share, but like, are you enjoying life at this point in time? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, be transparent. I look much longer, younger than what I am. I'll be 33 uh, this summer. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I won't say I'm happy in the sense of like, you know, I'm comfortable and like content, but like, I know the path, right? Like for me, like the steps are there and like it is me and, and I won't say me, but it's us charting our own path like in the industry. Um, but personally, like it, it is for me by design because one of the biggest things from Tesla and my, my days at Tesla was burnout. And the reason why I needed, even needed to take, you know, a three month vacation to figure out what I wanted is because I was so blinded by, by that business and that industry, which is good. Like, you know, it, it kept me comfortable and, and, and had me, be able to be comfortable for a while like after that but like it wasn't sustainable like you know just that that sort of callback and like okay what's sustainability so like even through you know some of the tougher years of calling all creators I, I, I learned Muay Thai um, and, and picked up like a martial art I mean obviously for the, the physical side of it but more for the spiritual side of it um, and just being able to just just have a balanced life and 
you know, while everyone was freaking out, like when COVID hit, like it was, it was normal for me. Like we used Zoom back in 2018 or I'm sorry, 2013, 2015. Um, and like, that was just our normal business operation. So while people are still adjusting to that, I was like, oh yeah, this is easy. Like I was showing people how to actually use Zoom. Um, so in that sense, like definitely comfortable, like even, you know, as you're <laughs> getting all the, the background noise, like just being here, you know, for my sister and being able to have that flexibility, like her first home, um, and just being able to help her out and, and kind of like break away from New York for a bit and just have just more of a balanced, you know, way of life, which I think is, is sort of what 2020 taught us all. Like just, you know, where do you place your values? Is it family? Is it environment? Is it home? Like, what is your thing? Um, so super thankful and grateful for that. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's always, you know, another thing to accomplish. Like for me, it's, it's, it's about process. And I think that's what I've leaned more into is just like, you know, just the roots of design and, and leading up to like building a business is everything is a process. Like had I started calling all creators as a legitimate business back in, you know, 2016, probably wouldn't have worked out the way that I thought it would, you know, because I would have been more so about the money and let me get a client and let me do this versus like, all right, let me just make sure I'm fed personally doing various freelance work and actually like figure out what this thing is because the validation for me was Mark Dolce, right? I got recognized by Mark Dolce where I never had like a direct connection to someone like him and like, okay, so I've got something here. Let me not just rush into this thing. And, you know, for me, it's, it's proving and showing your value in a real way. And then that's, that's when the money comes. And that's when the, a lot of the resources come and, and specifically the experience resources, like the intangible that people don't really talk about. So uh, you have to take, you know, losses and shit that just hits on the chin. There's a lot of noise here, sorry. Um. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, this is definitely one of the more interesting episodes. I mean, I hope, I hope people are watching on YouTube uh, when this launches because you saw a refrigerator come in, but you also saw the refrigerator go back out throughout the episode. Well, so the the one that she had, um, the freezer wasn't working, so like, <laughs> yeah, replacements. Um, Hey man, yeah, wild wild test. That's uh, you're you're spot on about 2020, right? I, obviously, overall, I think take the deaths and the sickness aside. Like, I think a lot mm. of people were able to look around their four walls and understand what was truly at the core valuable in life, and where they yeah. wanted to change and shift their mentality to build a better future. And exactly. I think a lot of people would follow your mentality and and you know being able to appreciate more family time, being able to go support yeah. sister move, go being able to do these things while still yeah. being able to pay my bills. Right. So exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think that's awesome. Yeah, and that's not for like the lawsuit. Like I lost two uncles because of COVID, you know what I mean? Okay. And I think even, oh, thank you. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, you, you realize those things matter. We're like, you know, not that I wasn't like constantly um, talking with them or anything like that, but it was just, you know, it, it just put those things into perspective, like, hey, like, these are life events, you know, especially for, like, my sister, like, let me be physically there for her versus just, like, a phone call or a FaceTime, like, from Brooklyn, you know, so. Yeah. Um, what, um, I was gonna, uh, uh, this is, like, the one of the first times I had something on, on the tip of my tongue that I was gonna ask, and then I forgot. Um, where do you like have like a official like website for calling all creators or do people just mainly find you through the ig page yeah so it's it's the soft launch now um so it's just calling all creators.co um it is live like we're like i said we're still working through a lot of the back end stuff 
Um, so it is going to change, but um, like you can go on there, you can, you know, essentially get a, a glimpse of like a snapshot of the IG um, uh, uh, project one, which was the Donovan Mitchell, um, like pitch to Adidas is there. Um, and that's at this point really just a case study. Um, we still have to load up uh, project two, which is Etonic, um, and then uh, project three and four, like we're still sort of working through now, but those will be sort of the business case studies. Um, but yeah, you can definitely, it is live now, but it is going to change. Like we're, we're literally like introducing a brand new brand identity. So that's, that's, that's amazing. Congratulations. Uh, this will probably launch in a few weeks from the recording time. Uh, and hopefully by then there's some really good content on both the website, callingallcreators.co. Uh, and then you could follow along on calling all creators, uh, Instagram. Yep. Yeah. Just add calling all creators, um, on Instagram. We've, we've got a Twitter. It's kind of light, but it's call underscore all creators or call all creators. Um, it's not calling. It's not the, um, we'll, we'll put it, we'll, we'll, I'll find the link and we'll plug it below. Yeah, yeah. Um, but hopefully if, if you're, if you're, uh, somebody is employed by a brand or part of a brand and it sounds like you're really here to elevate brands and do, do consumer trends research case studies uh, around the prosumer or the consumer uh, and the people who actually live in those, those worlds. Is that an accurate statement? That's what I'm gathering. Yeah. 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 I mean, we've defined it as like we're crafting, curating and narrating product stories, but it, it's spot on. Like we're, like I said, doing the consumer research, actually putting um, like some R and D into it. Um, and then hopefully like actually being able to uh, release product or not, hopefully we will be releasing product uh, in the future. Yeah. We will be releasing products. We, we, have something to look, we have something to look forward <laughs> to, people. Yes, yes. That's awesome. Um, if you, last question, uh, and then also uh, before the last question, what's, the, what's your last handle uh, or your personal handle if you want to share it? Yeah, so my personal is jeremym.green uh, on IG. Um, I'll have a, a personal website up soon, just like all the various things that I've done. Uh, but yeah, you can find me there. LinkedIn is just Jeremy M. Green. Um, it's pretty much there everywhere. Um, it like sounds like you need a personal website to really story tell all the different shit you've done, man. It, it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> like I'm, I'm actually writing another book. Um, it's funny. I actually had a, a talk with, uh, well, so that book actually may be a movie. Um, I haven't actually written it yet. Yeah, I had a, an amazing talk uh, with an advisor of mine, uh, actually maybe a half hour, an hour before our chat. And yeah, so but, soon come. <laughs> we, I, was, I was literally ready to wrap this up, and then you just drop a bomb. <laughs> just, just like, you're, you're, oh, you're, about, you're about to release a book, and and or it may become a movie. So I, I've so uh, I'll say I've only done the character development uh, for the graphic novel, um, but in the talk that I just had. Uh, my advisor essentially is like, he's in like the film space and he essentially said, Hey, like we want to tell underserved stories. So present underserved stories to me and we can fund them. So that is my thinking is like, crazy. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, but, and that was just it happened literally in that conversation. Like he had no idea that I was writing any of this. So like, you know, it's still obviously things to talk through, but like, you know, he, he is offering that up to me. And originally I was like, maybe I should write this as a movie. Um, but at, at any rate, like I, I do hope to have something put together by like next year. 
Uh, but just starting to just do more creative work and like with my friends, like, you know, like my, my greater like friends, like personal stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the personal website will, will definitely start to spell out a lot of that because I may actually produce a photography book as well. It's just a small, maybe like a smaller zine. Well, the thing is like when I did my poetry book, like it, it defined the process for me. Right. So now, you know, it's, it's, you know, much like anything, like once you do it once or twice, like, all right, cool. Like I have an understanding of how to put it together. So it's not, you know, the first time you're doing it. I'm one, one, one of these days, I'm going to definitely pick your brain about self-publishing uh, yeah. in a, a, a different time. Um, yeah. But that uh, you are a man of many, many different trades. <laughs> that, that is for yeah, sure. Um, Slim last, with a tilted brim. <laughs> last, <laughs> last question for you is mm -hmm. you had one piece of advice uh, for anybody, right? Like in your, you mentioned 33 years on this planet. What is, what is like one key golden nugget that you'd give to somebody or, regardless of where they are in life and uh, you know, something that can, people could take away at the end of this episode? Yeah. Um, like keep going, but trust yourself as you're going. Like, you know, a lot of, a lot of times, like it seems like shit's not working out or, you know, shit's not going like your way, right? But like understand that like your way is your oftentimes like very granular way of like looking at things. Like there's a much greater energy, there's a much greater perspective that is the world. And like, you know, just just trust your journey and like stay on it and and you know, more specifically like stay rooted in who you are. Like, you know, everyone has a unique journey. Everyone has a unique narrative. Like shout out to, to the podcast. Um, but like trust that and, and know that like that quite literally is your product, like for the world. And, you know, when you obviously find a way to share it and, and you know, furthermore like monetize it, like that's when I feel like you've won or like you're successful or not even monetize it, but like be successful at that thing. Um, you know, that that's when I feel like you've won per se, but it doesn't mean, fame and accolades and you know mansion and a ferrari like sometimes it's just being able to spend time with your family when you want to and, and you know build a business or like do whatever your thing is so yeah trust yourself but but just always keep going like always that's that's awesome uh thank you for joining us jeremy on episode 35 of an untold narrative uh your story has now been told and it has been narrated so <laughs> thank you Thanks for coming, man. Uh, I'll probably cut, thank you, thank you. cut it there before. Um, and it's so funny you say that. I, I actually have, I don't know if you can read that. Oh, yeah. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's like, that's the fucking motto, man. It doesn't matter, you know, where you are in life, what you're doing. You just got to keep going, man. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like, I, I feel like I've recreated myself so many times and it's like, had I stopped and like, you know, to sort of fall into what like other people's idea of what you are or who you should be and things like this, like you kind of get caught in the matrix in a sense. And like, yeah, you just, just keep going. Yeah. Marathon continues. We're at the nip. That's cool, man. Well, th thanks again for joining us. Uh, it's nice to catch up. A it's nice to just get context of who you are even like, <laughs> I know we've like interacted, but on a very like different kind of level. And it's nice to just, hear what you know your background is and things like that and uh, I truly am excited to see what you're building in the future and like being yeah. able to monetize it as a business is going to be fun to watch 
Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's and honestly, like we can maybe talk through this, you know, maybe now or at some point, but you know, even using like Viroom as a way to like, you know, really put some of the things that we want out into the world. Um and I know we've we've maybe talked about it in the past as well, but yeah, man, it's it's gonna be exciting. Like the brand stuff is dope, like the the new direction that we're going and, and really just kind of catering to creators. Like really like, you know, there are muse per se, but like being the way that creators are introduced to brands is like, you know, it's a win-win for everybody, but it, you know, it's obviously a win for us and like sort of being that catalyst for them. So um, I will share, um, I guess maybe not on record, but. Oh, it's, um, it's recording, but I'll, I'm going to cut this. You Okay. I don't um, want to trust me. I, I promise it'll get cut. So many people have shared stuff like off the record <laughs> after while it's still recording and I always cut it and then I delete the files. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I will end it when I ended it earlier. Yeah, so we're working. I mean, it's 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 a closed loop project, um, and the idea is we're taking waste from uh, big brands, uh, redistributing it to creators to create, you know, new things, um, and those things will likely be auctioned off for like you know a greater good, whether an organization or a charity or something like this. Um, but then the idea is that is the catalyst, and that's the the cataclysmic system, really that takes creator to brand in like a natural way, like obviously through product and through like, whether it's an independent creator or they have like their own brand that they're building, but it's a way to say, hey, rather than working with Virgil or, you know, Yoon or these folks every single time, like why not work with, you know, Samantha from, you know, New Mexico, you know, she's got a brand and more specifically, we're taking the waste that they, are really not doing much with anyway so dude i you know, it's just it's i i love that that me- methodology it's this is that's exactly why i started this podcast i was it was at the start of COVID, and i was like tired mm-hmm. of just listening to podcasts about people who have made it right like, <laughs> i'm gonna start featuring people who are on the ground floor brick by brick just yeah. doing their daily job but probably have really cool insights <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's what yeah. They like do. things that you're not even paying attention to. Like, yeah, like you know, because I mean, what I get about brands is like they solve their own problems, right? And that's usually showed up in a brief, and you know, sometimes or most times it's reactive, like, hey, so and so opened in this market, so we got to as well, and like they sort of mimic the introduction in that way, and like. Thankfully, brands are now starting to get it like, hey, you can be different and still capture audience and still capture consumer. Like, you don't always have to follow suit, but like, they're still, they have no clue like what to do because they're so used to the status quo of like, oh, well, we were supposed to do this. So, you know, even brands like, and they got like New Balance in, in the back, but like what they're doing with basketball comparatively to all the other brands is just drastically different. Like, mm-hmm. you know, even in, in actually letting Kawhi like literally tell his own story you know, with that product. So um, I just love that that is sort of like the the understanding of the space now, but for us, it's just taking that even a step further. I mean, I, I've been talking about this a lot recently and we're 1000% moving into more individualized society where it's gonna be mm-hmm. less less people working for businesses and businesses hiring more individuals. It's 1000% yeah. coming, it already has started. It's the, the Nikes aren't gonna employ 7,000 designers. They're gonna employ a thousand and then they're going to yep. subcontract out. To me, I think yep. it's going to go like 
if you ever seen the movie War Dogs, which was recently on Netflix, it's like they put out a government yeah. contract of like, hey, this is the scope of work. Who wants to Jonah bid? Hill, yeah. Yeah. Go, yeah. Yes. Go, go yep. bid for this. What are you offering us? And then we're going to accept the bid that we want. That's how exactly. the world, dude, it's going to go that way. And I can't wait. <laughs> Yeah, same, same, because I'm like, we're in a very unique position to like, not capitalize, but like be, you know, one there. of the big players. Obviously, like Concept Kicks is as well, Laceless Design, like, you know, there's a lot of like smaller platforms that are popping up in like footwear now, but like, for us, like we've got creators and that's, it's ambiguous, but it's sort of undefined in that sense, which I love. So, yeah, you know, definitely. while footwear is sort of the muse, like we can go even far left or far right, so. Super cool, man. Well, uh, I, I appreciate it. I know you got a lot going on. Uh, enjoy your time with your sister. Um, and uh, I'm sure we'll be in touch soon. Things are changing for, uh, for the better, you know, specifically for myself. I think we're going to get more involved with uh, bringing external people for us and kind of supporting kind of projects, whether that's research-based or uh, just, you know, a different design perspective uh, on like these innovation projects in the future. So I'll definitely, now that I yeah. know that this is kind of your scope of work moving forward, I'll, I'll definitely keep you in, in, uh, in the, in the, in the list of people to reach out to. So. Yeah. Yeah. Please do. Like we, um, so I just picked up uh, Kimberly Shane is her name, but she's actually uh, the first female black female uh, designer at Nike. Um, she's been in the game like 25 years um, so she's now heading up design for me. Um, cool. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, we're sort of using like sustainability and like, you know, the waste um, sort of like project or system rather. Um, but yeah, I would love to, I know we, uh, I believe we talked about like sort of like some, you know, exclusive like outsoles, like Vibram outsoles or something, but even if they're not exclusive, like just something where we can kind of play. Um, Cause also our, our, biggest potential fundraisers is Foot Locker. Um, and the idea is really to build out like a studio that we can actually have creators come to, um, create for a week, two weeks, like basically take a residency. Um, and then we're then, you know, sort of the catalyst that takes them and shops it around brands. And like you said, get the bid, right? And then, you know, take it. So I'd love Vibram to be like a, a partner of that. Keep me posted. That's definitely something yeah. we've, we've been exploring. We try to support with, and we have to adjust, right? Like, uh, of COVID was so crazy because like uh, even our resoling business, like all the cobblers mm -hmm. around America and the world pretty much shut down and like they were down the most percentage out of any, any part of our business. And then yeah. now they're on the bounce back and we can't keep up with their orders. It's like people like oh, took a step back, recognized, hey, we don't need to buy shoes so frequently. Let's go resole them. It's amazing how this trade was fully like plummeting and dying. Yeah. You have something like COVID and now we can't upkeep the, all the orders. It is a wild transformation. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's like a reemergence of the industrial revolution. Like, yeah. yeah, but it like, you know, localized in a sense, but like, I love it. Like I'm, I'm ready for it. Yeah. It's, it's definitely uh, an interesting and fun time to be alive. So uh, I'm sure we'll be in touch super soon, but if you ever need anything, just, you know, you can reach out and I appreciate your time. And I can't, uh, like I said, this will probably be out in, probably two to three weeks. I got a couple of recordings okay. prior to yours, but, um, but yeah, thank yeah, you. If, if it works out, I mean, we're, we're aiming, hopefully we can, at the same time, like we're aiming for like mid, uh, mid May for like the reintroduction of like new identity and stuff. So oh, definitely be soon around the same there. time. Uh, okay. Um, no, but yeah, that's fine. Um, but yeah, regardless. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
Thank you, man. Hey, man. Of course. Thank you. Thanks for having yeah. me. Appreciate it. Yeah. We'll be in touch soon. All right. All right. All right. Cheers. Hey.